Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? Joe McCall from the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And I'm doing a little video introduction here for the next series of four to five podcasts that we're going to be releasing. About a month ago, my coaching business partner, Gavin Timms, who's the guy you can't see that very well, we did this workbook. We did a workshop where this workbook came from. And it was really, really good. It was an all-day workshop. We called it the Virtual Profits Workshop. And on that workshop, all-day Saturday event, we did a lot of teaching. We taught people how to find deals, how to talk to sellers, how to find sellers, how to find buyers. We talked about systems and processes, and we walked through case studies of actual deals. It was a really, really good event. And so I said, we've got to release this as a series of podcasts. And so that's what this next four or five episodes are going to be all about. And so I'm not going to record a new introduction for each of them. We'll just probably replay the same intro to those four podcasts. So if you've already heard this before, my apologies. But it was a really good podcast. And you're going to walk through this stuff in this manual. And in fact, what I might do, in fact, I will do this. If you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com, I want to have my podcast guy, David, put this workbook. It's a 20, 25 page PDF. I'm going to have him put this in the on the website for the episodes. If you go to Real Estate Investing Mastery, that's where all my podcasts are. And uh, that's where you can get show notes and transcriptions, links and things like that. So I want to encourage you to go get this workbook because it's going to be really helpful for you. We actually use this as our agenda um, for notes. And so there's a lot of things that are really important points that are kind of like fill in the blank in this workbook. So Gavin and I, have, we've been working together for almost five years, maybe a little bit more. And he's a great coach. And so he's kind of the main coach in my publishing education side of my business. And it was really good. One of the things that we did was we interviewed four different coaching clients that are doing really well doing deals part-time and full-time uh, that are just crushing it. And we interviewed them and talked about what's working now. It wasn't just a uh, way that we can kind of share and brag and get nice testimonials. It really was more educational, like what's working now in the industry that people can use. And so I think you're going to find a lot of value out of those podcasts. So again, we start with what's your big why? Why are you in this business? Why are you doing what you do? And then we talk about the technical stuff of what is it that, what are the tools that you need? How do you find the sellers? What do you say to them? How do you make the offers? Um, all that good stuff. So I think you're going to get I don't think, I know you're getting a lot of value out of these podcasts. So if you're interested in getting this workbook right here, uh, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com. Do a search for Virtual Profits Workshop. We're gonna be calling these podcasts Virtual Profit Workshop. And each of them will have a, um, each of them will have kind of a, a title or a subject. Um, and on the show notes will be a link to get this workbook. Also, if you wanna work with me and Gavin, if you wanna be our next success story, somebody that's actually doing deals, then I wanna encourage you to go to coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net. That'll take you to a page that explains the program that Gavin and I have and what we do with folks. It's an application only process. So we don't take everybody. In fact, we turn down a lot of people that just aren't ready for it. And if you're wanting to, though to get started, if you're wanting some help with getting your marketing set up, your system set up, if you want some done with you and some done for you, I'd encourage you to go to coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net and apply. It's just a simple application. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your goals, your situation. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? And we'll get on the phone and see if we can help you. Okay? So go to coachjoe.net for that. Enjoy these episodes, guys. I know you're going to get a lot of value out of them. I'm hoping that you do. And these might be, I feel like, some of the most important podcast episodes that I've released in a long, long time. So enjoy them. And I will see you guys later. Don't forget to get the show notes, the transcripts, this workbook, all of the links that we talk about. Go to Real Estate Investing Mastery realestateinvestingmastery.com. Look up on the search bar, Virtual Profits Workshop, and you'll find these four or five episodes. We'll see you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, so let's get started. You know, this isn't about us and about the deals that we've done, guys. We really want this to be about you. And a lot of you can relate to our stories, though. We could tell you all day long about the deals we're doing, but I don't know if any of you cared. You'd, what you care about is how can I do deals, right? How can I make money? How can I give 
find freedom for my family, for you know what I want to do for me, my family, right? So you don't care about necessarily about us. Gavin and I, though, we're still doing deals today and we're going to give you what we're seeing today working best in this market. You know, th- there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uh, people freaking out and wondering, you know, what am I going to do? What's going to happen to this economy, to the housing market? What about these eviction moratoriums? What about all these foreclosures that are coming? Like, we just want, we want to encourage everybody, you need to chill pill, relax, take a deep breath, because we are coming into an exciting, very, very profitable time in the real estate market, right? I'm always optimistic about the market. I think we're, we're in for a really, really good future, whether it goes up or down. All right. And one of the biggest reasons why you wanted to call this the virtual profits workshop, because no matter if the market's going up or down, there are always going to be pockets of real estate around the country where there's going to be a lot of deals happening. Okay. So if you're stuck, if you live in California or you may live in Portland, whatever, right? Like you may be in Washington, DC or New York City or LA and you're like, it's too hard to do deals here. Or how do I do deals when it's so expensive and it's so competitive? You have the entire United States open up to you in your backyard. Okay. So we call this virtual profits workshop because I remember when the market crashed in 07, 2007 and 08. And a lot of my friends that were doing deals in Florida, in California, in Phoenix and Las Vegas, they were desperate estimated, right? Huge market crash. But you know what they, the ones that survived, you know what they did? They started doing deals virtually in markets like Texas, you know, in markets like the Midwest, in, in, in Illinois and Indiana and Missouri and Kentucky and all of that. So there will always be these ebbs and flows, these ups and downs. And so if, you know, you're, if it's too expensive where you are, you can do deals in, in cheaper, more affordable markets. There will always, always, always be a demand for affordable housing. And so the great thing about doing deals virtually is that you can focus on where the demand is. There's a ton of money sitting on the side right now from investors, a ton and ton of money, more than ever before, that's sitting on the sideline waiting for the market to drop so they can pounce in and get deals, okay? So I'm excited. And as the market starts dipping as well, you're gonna see more creative real estate deals that are gonna become easier to do. So our goal on this workshop is to help you position you where when the market dips, and even if it doesn't, like how do you position yourself? Where are the pockets of opportunity going to be, right? And if you need to do wholesaling, you need to do lease options or creative financing deals. Where are those pockets going to be? And don't just limit yourself to your backyard. Don't just limit yourself to your city. You've got the entire US and the easiest deals to do right now. Listen, pay attention. The easiest deals to do right now are virtually in small markets all around the US. Okay. We have students that just like, we're going to be talking about them later. Our friends, Janice and Russell, right? Elderly. What are they in their sixties? Yeah. In yeah. a super hot, ridiculous market in Southern California, right? Yeah. Not very strong with technology. Okay. Frustrated with their retirement. Okay. Start doing deals virtually in other markets. If they can do it, guys, any of you all can do it. Yeah. We're going to be talking about that. 100%. 60s is not elderly. You're right, Jules. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be 60 before I know it. It's not elder, elderly, but if you're in your 30s or 40s, it is sort of. Cool. You want to say anything to that, Gavin? Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I, I think, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, mindset. Uh, we're going to be coming on to that. But it's important. A lot of you in California also tell yourself that you can't do deals. So once you tell yourself that, it's never going to happen anyway. So your choice is, is either just try and stay in the California market to prove yourself right, that you couldn't do a deal because it won't happen or you go to virtual where I wouldn't say it's easier but again that the house pricing like Joe says is more affordable and there's more also cash investors tenant buyers potentially moving into other markets like that because it is more affordable and I will say as well that you know we're in a pandemic right now we're in a recession we could be I mean what's the market going to do uh, and I'll tell you the way that we run our business is that we we run it for today right I only focus on what I can control today and and that's kind of how I do it now does that mean that I'm not looking forward? Of course I am, but I'm never waiting, right? I'm taking action right now. We have people calling, bringing leads in this morning. We're still making offers and and, and we're going we're gonna to continue until something actually happens. And then we need to be ready to, to pivot and to change. Just like when, when the lockdown happened back in March, okay, we were very much, very much into marketing, into sellers, right? We had a ton of buyers. Everything changed. Buyers are now pulling out of deals. Buyers are not buying. So what do we do? We find out who is buying because guess what? Buyers are out there saying, I want to buy more. Everyone else is running scared. So then we changed it. We said, right, we have five. We literally have five people that are saying, I'm still buying. One guy had $2 million. Okay. And he said, I'm ready to go. 
So what did we do? We found out where he wanted, what is he looking for? And we started to market in them areas and we started to heavily follow up in them areas for them zip codes within the CRM. And that is how we we just did deals just normal through this pandemic and, and we're grateful for that. But it's only through choices and decisions that we had to make. And that's what you need to run this market like. Don't wait for what the market's going to do because we might be waiting for another two years. We don't know. So get ready and get in today and start taking action and start making money. Nice. So we're going to talk about your big why. Okay. We're talking about mindset and your big why. And if you open up your workbook here, okay, open up this workbook and you'll see page one or two, whatever. I didn't forget to put page numbers on here. I should have done that. Get a pen. Okay. Or if you're on your iPad or just typing it in, we want you guys, we're going to talk for a little bit here about your big why. This is so important. This is fundamental, foundational for everything that we're doing here. What is your big why? Why are you here right now? And why now? Why is this urgent now? Why not later? Why not just worry about this stuff later? I mean, you got more important things to do here. But pat yourself on the back for being here on a Saturday. You know, we have tons and tons of people here. Pat yourself. I mean, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm kind of nervous because we have so many people here. I'm hoping we don't break Zoom. But you, congratulations. I think you are you are here today because your why is big enough and you don't want to be stuck with where you are. You want the freedom of being able to work for yourself, call your own shots and not have to worry about a company employing you for the rest of your life and hopefully getting a pension or a retirement or whatnot. You want to be able to find your own deals. So let's talk about that for a minute, Gavin. Could we could we talk about your why? Why is it important to focus on having a strong why? What happens when your why is not big enough, Gavin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is kind of, guys, this is one of probably the most important sessions of the today. Yeah. Right? we talk about the why, we talk about the mindset. Everyone wants to push it to, si to the side, right? Because we want to get into, well, I want to learn the business. The problem is that if you don't understand your why and you don't have the right mindset, then when you get into talking to sellers and making offers, you, you the mind goes blank and then you can't trigger because you're not in the right frame of mind, right? And when it gets hard, you're going to give in, okay? And that's why you have to understand why you're here and why you're doing this. And sometimes it's going to get, it's going to be uncomfortable, right? When when you actually think, you, you can't just do a little pass off of, well, what's your why? Well, I just want to spend more time with the family. You need to go deeper than that, right? It needs to be more than that. Well, why do you want to, why do you want to do that? Because the kids are growing up, right? You're working 70, 80 hours a week and, and they're growing up and you're missing out on the childhood, right? Or you want to retire your parents that have supported you all your life. Or, you know, you, you want to do, you know, help others or you want to you know, invest in, in, in other things and help charities or whatever it may be. But you need to understand that it's going to have to be something that is going to make you super uncomfortable. Okay. And it's going to have to be kind of, you're going to have to go to places that you don't want to think of. Right. And that's when you understand your strong why. It's not here just to set up and go, well, this is my why. All right. And we're not asking people, we do want you to share that why, but it, it is going to be offsetting. It might make you emotional. And that's absolutely okay because that is what you need. Because guess what? When you you don't want to make them extra two seller calls, right? Or you don't want to make that offer or you're you're scared of doing that. You're going to have to go back and say, well, why am I actually here, right? Why am I actually doing this business? And it's because you want to get rid of the nine till five. You don't want the boss anymore. You want to travel. You, you want to, whatever it is that you're trying to do is why you are here today, right? Now you, as Joe said, we have over 500 people watching us. Okay. And we really appreciate that, but you have showed up today. So you need to make changes today, right? Don't don't just show up and think that you've achieved something just because you've showed up. You actually have to implement, right? So whatever it is that we're teaching today, okay, then you need to put that into action. And maybe it's only one thing, right? Maybe it's just one thing that one of us says today and one of the sections or one of our clients coming on that's going to be speaking that might resonate. And if you can implement that, then it is going to change things massive. So make sure that, that you understand what that is. Sit back, take a minute, write it down because it's really going to help you in the long run. And I can't express this enough because this business is going to get hard, right? It's going to get deep. Um, things are not going to go well. You're going to fail, right? And that's okay. But you have to then fail moving forward and going again. You learn from your failures. It actually is quite concerning, Joe, when we have a client, as awesome as it is, that gets a, a, a contract and closes a deal in the first week, right? Because their expectations now is false, right? They think that that's it, that this is how it is every week. No, it isn't. So 
we have to still build with that and make sure that we're keeping it consistent and we're focusing on the steps that's going to get the outcome. So just think, guys, think about it, write it down because, and it needs to be in front of you as well. So don't just write it down just for this session, post it on the wall, put it on the whiteboard, stick it on your computer, anywhere where you're going to see it all day, because that is what you're here for. And I'm telling you, if you can work through it, you're going to be coming back in months to come, years, right? Weeks, who knows? And say, you know what? Like, I wanted to give up. We've all been there. Joe's been there. We do campaigns. We try things and we're like, this is a waste of time. Why are we even doing this? And we have to go back and say, okay, the why is bigger to keep us going. So everybody write this down in your workbook. If you haven't already, what is your big why? Why are you here right now? Why is this urgent now? Type it in the chat too. I think it's important. You only, only me and Gavin and, and our two assistants are seeing the chat. All right. So you're not sharing this with the entire world. If you were all seeing this chat, you would be not listening to us. <laughs> it's hard enough to talk, right? But I love this. You know, I'm here because of my retirement age. My wife was forced to retire early. I mean, man, some deep, heavy stuff. Take my business yeah. to the next level. And it's good. You know, when, when you get in a position where you can help people, it, it's amazing, it's fulfilling, you know, to, to be there. Like we just, we just bought a house that is, that my mother-in-law has been able to live in, right? To help them be in a nicer area, have better things. And that's good. That was part of the vision that I had was to help the, the family out. Uh, people that that might be struggling. So, and that was just part of what I wanted to do, okay, to be able to do that. So you're all going to have them things and it's amazing because you can all achieve it. That's the key. If if you're willing to to really want it, you just got to want it bad enough. A lot of people are asking in this Facebook chat, where's the chat? I don't see it. You have to, if you're watching this on Facebook, if you want to get the stuff we're sending out, you need to be in Zoom. I put in the Facebook description video, a link to join us in Zoom. So we're going to be giving you a lot of links and resources and prizes. I didn't talk about this yet, but we're going to be giving away the brand new Apple Watch and the seg- a Segway, a Segway that I all, if you see any of my videos and ads, it's a Segway that I use to ride around. It's almost over, well, it is well over $1,000 in prizes we're giving away with the books that we just announced later on. I think after lunch, we're going to give away the Segway. And at the end of the day, we're going to give the brand new Apple Series 6 watch away. Cool. Yeah. So if you're watching this on Facebook and you want to be part of that and to get the links that we're sending out and all of that stuff, you need to join us in Zoom because that's where we can see the uh, the chats and things like that. Some of you are saying, I don't have those, the workbook. Again, go to joemccall.com slash workbook, joemccall.com slash workbook, and you can print this out. All right. The next thing I want you guys to type into the chat is this. What is your current... Well, let's do this. Write this down, but I want you guys to give us the difference. What is your current monthly income from doing deals? What's your target monthly income for doing deals? So how many? How much are you making on average a year or a month now? How much do you want to be making an average month or year right now? Okay, and what's the difference? So type in the question in the chat here. What is the difference? Where are you now? Where do you want to be? And what's the difference? We want to be able, we want you guys to write it down. You won't, you can't define the solution unless you can define the problem. You need to know where you are now and nobody's going to make fun of you or embarrass you or, you know, call you out, right? It's totally cool. This is all anonymous. Only us four, me and Gavin and our two assistants can see this. Where are you at now? It's either monthly or yearly. Like you guys are pushing these in really, really good. All right. A lot of you guys, you don't want to make $500 million a month. You just want to make 10 grand a month. Here's the cool thing, guys. If you can define this, where you are now and where you want to be, what's the difference here? You guys, it's not that hard. Really, I know it's maybe seems hard to you. We're talking about the mindset here, right? You're over here and like $10,000 a month is a mile away. That's like forever. But once you get to that, like that's easy. And I don't mean to say be bragging or whatnot, but we could do that in our sleep right now. And because we've been there, we realize, golly, that's not that easy. And we take a lot of our students from there to here. Okay. So it can happen to you. We want you to believe that it can actually happen to you. So think about, you need to write it down. You can't get the solution until you've defined the problem, define where you are now. That's why we're asking you guys to do this. Somebody's at three grand a month. They want to get to 15 grand a month, right? Somebody's at zero. Now they want to be at 150,000 a year now. 
Good. I'm glad you guys are writing this down. When you look at this in a year from now, right? You're going to be like, holy cow, remember I was way back there and this is what we're doing now? I didn't think that this was possible. Some of you guys are saying, I only want to make five grand a month. That's, I'm telling you guys, that is so easy to do. You are so close. You are so close. It's not that hard, right? This is exactly why, you know, like an exercise like this, you need to understand this before you go in yeah. to start trying to do the strategy because otherwise you don't have a plan. And if you don't understand what you're trying to achieve, yeah. then it's too wide. It's not focused. So you can't, it's so broad that you get overwhelmed and then nothing happens. You have to narrow it down. When we're talking here, and I'm not picking anyone out, but people are saying 5,000 a month, 10,000 a month. We're talking one deal a month. We're talking one deal a month, right? So it's absolutely doable. And then there's other people that are doing four or five deals that I know are here and they want to get to 10. So everyone's on their own journey. Okay. And things will change along the way. I can remember the first 5,000 that I made and it was just like making a hundred thousand, right? It's the feeling of this actually works and I've made it right now. Obviously I want to make more than five, but then five, if I can, now it's consistent five. So once I've made my first five, can I make five next month and can I make five again? And then it goes to 10. 10 and then so on. And again, building that momentum, you're then going to drive on to get multiple deals. Yeah. Yeah. This is so good. You guys see, you may think this gap is huge. You may think, oh man, it's impossible, but it's really not. You're only talking like one deal a month, maybe three or four deals a year. And most of you guys could replace your income. Later on, we're going to be giving you, helping you create a marketing plan because you can't control making 10 grand a month. You can't control making 20 grand a month, but what you can control is the marketing that you're doing. We're going to be showing you that in a little bit. All right. We want you guys now to type in another question. It's the last question here on this page. What is holding you back from reaching your target income? What do you, a lot of you have already been typing this in here, but this is good. This is, we're reading this as best we can, but this is also for you to, you need to have this written down. What is holding you back right now from reaching your income? Lack of action, knowledge, waiting for my LLC. Well, here, I'm glad you wrote that down. If whoever that was, you don't need an LLC to do deals. Lack of time, consistency, time constraints, education. A lot of you guys are saying lack. Lack of knowledge, lack of time, lack of education. Patrick's got it. Not taking action, right? That's what it should be. We all should be taking action because that's the only way we're moving forward. Someone else just said on a post that caught my attention last night, Joe, they said you can't steer a parked car right? You can't steer a parked car. You have to be going forward. You've got to be trying something to be able to move forward, okay? Uh, to be able to steer, go through your des- you know, through to your destination or, or through whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. It's the right marketing system, strategy, procrastination, finding the right market. Somebody's trying to get their website going. You don't need a website, right? Fear of getting started, fear of market crash, mindset, fear. We're seeing a lot of that fear. That's good. I'm glad you guys are acknowledging that, right? Let's be open and honest. And I'm glad you guys are acknowledging that because let's just kick that in the butt. And let's, I know it's, guys, it's sometimes you're just like, what if this works? It's a fear of success, not a failure. It's it's a fear of success. What if this actually works? What am I going to do? Yeah. (laughs) We had a client in uh, Huntsville, right? A couple of years ago, sending out direct mail and he was hitting, he, he did like a sequence of six hits. And on the fourth hit, this guy called and said, okay, this is the fourth one I've got. So I guess you are serious about buying my house. And he came to me and said, like, what do I do? I said, make an offer. And he actually went in and made a low ball offer, hoping, right, that the seller wouldn't accept it because of the fear of what do I do next? So he went super low and he's next thing the seller's accepted it. And now he's in panic. But the good thing was he made like $28,000 on it, right? Because he went in extra low and he didn't want it. So a lot of you are that. It's the, it is the fear. And, and, and people are here going, well, that, that's ridiculous. But that is a real thing, right? The fear to succeed is the unknown because we're not used to it. So just, just make sure that's okay. But you're going to change that over time. Your mindset will change. You will get more comfortable through repetition. This is really good. Some of you are saying my accent is what's holding me back. That's what Gavin used to think. (laughs) Try calling that the deep South and no one knows what you're talking about. We all have it. Okay. The next question I want you guys to answer is how many deals do you think you guys need to do per month to live the lifestyle of your dreams? How many deals do you think you need to do a month to live the lifestyles of your dream? Write it down in the workbook and or type it in the chat. 
this is going to be interactive. You're not just going to sit around and pick your nose when you're in <laughs> one of our workshops. Yeah. Okay. 12 deals a month? No, I don't think I don't think you need to do that many. That's awesome if you do. I'm not telling you you can't. But how many deals do you think you need to do per month to live the lifestyle of your dreams? Get one to five, 12 a month, 10 a month, five, five, three, five, two to three, three deals a month, five, three, two, four, five, five to 10 deals a month. I love the uh, ambitious goals, two to four, three to four, four, five, one or two, 10, five. Okay, guys, this is awesome. We want to encourage you guys. It's not, it, you only need to do one or two deals a month. What if I could show you a way? I'm not trying to be hypey or sound sales pitchy here or not, right? Like, what if I could show you a way if you just did one deal a month within five years, like a sandwich lease option deal, like a creative lease option or owner financing deal, just one deal a month within five years, you could have over $10,000 a month in passive cash flow and over a million dollars in equity on these properties. That's either profits that you cashed in or equity you still have in the deals. Can you believe that guys? Just doing one deal a month, wholesaling, lease options, creative financing, owner finance, whatever. It doesn't matter. One, just one deal a month, guys, within three to five years, you would be sitting on over $10,000 a month in passive income from the cash flow of those deals and have over a million dollars in equity. How much equity can you get in the stock market or in a 401k saving whatever, 5%, 10% of your paycheck every month? I mean, like, that's awesome. That's important. You should do that, right? But there is nothing, there is no other investment vehicle that can get you to those kinds of numbers as fast as real estate. There is no other vehicle. So that's awesome. You want to do 10 deals a month, but that might be setting yourself up a little too high you know, a little too close to failure because that's, that's very, there's very, very few people that can do that many deals per month. So let's bring it down to earth a little, make it a little more realistic. If you just did one deal a month, guys, and you, you know, if it's a lease option and you flip the lease option, that's three to five grand. If it's a wholesaling deal, that's 10 to 15 grand, right? If it's a sandwich lease option, you're looking at 20, 30 grand in profits over the three years, right? And if you just take one and keep it one per month, and that's 200, $300 a month on each one, you guys look at the numbers, it's staggering. You could be getting three to five grand upfront option deposit money, two to $300 a month in cash flow for each of these properties, and $20,000, $30,000 in the back end on the profits. Okay, we'll be talking more about how to structure these deals, but I'm glad you guys are writing this down. Okay, it's cool that you have that those bigger goals again, but you don't need that yeah. many. Is that exciting? I will, I will say as well, though, like when, when you do have the big goals and that's your long term, right? So then if you have got 10 a month and that's the vision, then go go ahead and get it. But let's bring it down to medium and short term, right? Let's And then these, are, I guess the question is for you guys that want 10 a month, right? Are you already doing five, right? If you're doing five, then let, yeah, let's push on to 10 if that's what you want. But if you're not, 10 is in long, the long term. Now we need to break it down into activities that we can control. Remember, the things that you control on a day-to-day basis will give you the outcome. The problem is, is that a lot of you are focusing on five or 10 deals a right. month or one deal a month, but we're not actually doing the work to get there. And that's what that's what needs to change. My activity today, my team's activity today, or however that you're structured, whatever we do on a day-to-day basis is going to give us the outcome. The outcome will come. So just be thinking about that. Stop thinking about, I need a deal, I need a deal, I need a deal. It's wasted energy, it's wasted time. Let's focus on what we need to do today to get the deal. The deal will happen. Excellent. Okay. Now what we're going to talk about, guys, is focusing on your highest revenue generating activities because it's easy to get overwhelmed. Oh, look at this. Somebody just made $29,500 on their first deal, a a sandwich lease option deal. That was your down payment, Candice? $29,500? That is amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) You're getting compliments on your accent, Gavin. (laughs) Thank you. Somebody was talking about accent before, guys. And listen, we have students that have done deals with really bad, not bad accents, but like not good English, right? And um, that's okay because you can find other people to do this stuff for you, okay? You can find other people to talk to the sellers for you. You can find other people to do the pre-screening. So we're going to talk about all that. All right, the highest revenue generating activities. We're going to talk a little bit about this. And this is important to write down. This is a writer downer. This is going to be kind of the main biggest takeaways I want you guys to get out of this. You need to focus on your highest revenue generating activities. Does that mean you need to focus a ton of time on building a website, getting your business cards, your logo, your LLCs? That stuff's important, but that's not revenue generating activities. We want you guys to focus on revenue generating activities. If you want to get to one or two deals a month, which is really not that hard to do when you're focusing on your revenue generating 
generating activities. Okay. And this is what you guys need accountability. You need accountability that can help you focus on that stuff. And we're going to give you an opportunity later if you want us to hold you accountable. But if it's not us, then get somebody else, a family member, a brother, a sister, a wife, a husband. Hopefully you get along with them and they don't mind them holding you accountable. So okay. Good. So focus on your highest revenue generating activities. And um, you need to be focusing on making offers. And write this one down. Your speed to income is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. The speed, your speed to income is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. Write that down. It's not a blank in the workbook, but it should be. <laughs> your speed to income. Write it down. Is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. You guys, write down in the chat, how many offers have you made in the last week? Two, zero, 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 two, four, zero, zero, three, zero, zero, fifteen. Awesome. Whoever that was, this is flying. One, ten, five, zero, 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 two, five, zero, zero, three, twenty, thirty-one. Nice. Zero, zero, one, one, three, four, question mark, zero. Mm -hmm. Your speed to income is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. Somebody made eight offers in the last week. That's awesome. I remember, guys, my coach beating me up over the head with this when I first got started, okay? I would call him to complain, like, oh, it's not working. I'm frustrated. He goes, you know what he would ask me every single time? How many offers have you made in the last week, Joe? Yeah. Uh, uh, two, four. You know, it's like, this is we're talking about highest revenue generating activities. This is the most important thing we're sharing today. Your speed to income is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. Yeah. And it's it's super important as well when we actually look at accountability and scorecards is that guys, just think about it. If you aren't talking to sellers or someone isn't, and you're not making offers or someone isn't, and you're not following up, then you aren't going to make any money, right? So if you're not making offers, you're not making money. You can be busy doing LLCs all you want. You're never going to need it because you're not going to do a deal right? You can be busy with paperwork and contracts. But again, if you ain't going to make an offer, you're not going to make any money. So yeah, so to make sure that statement is just probably one of the biggest things today, right? It really is because if you're not making them offers, right? And we, we say, how many offers to do a deal? How long's a piece of string? We don't know. All we know is that it's a numbers game, right? So I challenge anyone, if you can make three offers minimum a day, that's 60 offers a month, that's 120 offers in two months. You're telling me that you can't do a deal with follow-up. And that's please. people to follow up with. Yeah, please So listen, me. your speed to income is not directly proportional to how much time you spend on Zillow. It's not proportional to how much time you research. Like even if you don't, this is what we want to emphasize, guys. We're talking about making offers to everybody, not just the motivated, desperate, drop everything, I got to sell my house today seller. You need to be making offers to every seller you talk to. And if it's 11 o'clock at night and you've not made your three offers for the day, just go to Redfin and send offers to the realtors. And it doesn't have to be a contract. We're talking about just sending an email to the realtor saying, hey, I saw this property. looks like a nice house. Is their price negotiable? If it's been on the market for 60 days, would they consider something in this price range? Like send that as an email or a text to realtors. Yeah. That's an offer. That's what we're talking about. That's how you make money in the business. So this is part of the workbook now. What's the number one rule in real estate? What is the number one rule in real estate? Write it down on the chat, on the paper here. What's the number one rule in real estate? Is it location, location, location? Nope, it's not. Those of you on Zoom, by the way, I mean on Facebook, that's it, guys. You got it. The number one rule in real estate. Some of you are getting good answers, but the right answer is make offers, make offers, make offers. That's the number one rule in real estate. And if you guys aren't making offers, you're going to really struggle and have a hard time. And don't think that if, you, if your goal is to do just do one deal a month, you only have to make one deal a month. No, like you need to be making three offers a day and it's not that hard. We're going to show you how to do that as we go through the day here. But like, we're just wanting to, again, focus you on the highest revenue generating activities. It's not building websites. It's not doing logos. It's not studying, going through your courses and books and, you know, listening to podcasts. And even if you are a beginner, guys, this is fundamental, foundational to everything. You, Caroline, you are ready. This is for you. You are ready for this. Guys, you may think, I noticed we're saying this, like you may be thinking, make an offer. That's the number one rule in real estate. I, haven't, I have no idea how to make an offer. Relax. It's okay. We're going to show you throughout the day here later on how to make offers. It's really easy. It's really easy. And it doesn't matter if it's a crappy, stupid offer. Okay. The fact that you're making offers, it's, it's momentum. That's failing forward. That's massive, imperfect action. You can't steer a parked car. You can't build wealth sitting on the fence. You got to step over and start making offers and give yourself permission to make mistakes. 
Isn't that, I mean, I'm excited when I hear that. Yeah. Oh, you know, like, I don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like every, I don't have to have it all set up and all my ducks in a row and I don't have to understand everything. No guys, if you wait until you have steps seven and eight figured out before you start doing steps one and two, you're never going to get anywhere. If you're going to wait before making offers until you have all your questions answered, all your what if answers answered, all your I's dotted and all your T's crossed before you'll never make get anywhere. We want to give you guys permission to fail. We're talking about massive, imperfect action. That's what's going to help you succeed in the business. So just make offers. Even if all you did was took Zillow, the Zestimate value times 70%, and that was your offer. Awesome. That's great. If you're making owner financing offers, take the rent Zestimate, right? And offer owner financing principal only payments of half of that. So give them the Zillow price for owner financing and rent of half of the Zestimate rent. That's an offer. Okay. Cash offer Zillow times 70%. Lease option. You know, like we're going to talk about how to do that in here a minute, but you can do it with pen and paper guys from, with free resources on the internet. You don't have to be a guru. You don't have to go through tons of courses. Is that liberating and free to you guys? Are we giving you permission to make stupid offers? Because eventually they will work. And eventually as you get better at it, as you'll start overcoming your fears, you'll, you'll start making better and better offers. And then you'll find out that the deals come from the follow-up. Cool. You want to add anything to that, Gavin? You've pretty much nailed it. And, you know, this is all about taking action, getting over the fear. If you can make offers, you know, then you'll hone the skills of talking to sellers, getting better, making better, faster offers. And then if something gets accepted, you'll be able to analyze the deal faster. And and it's just a cycle of learning. Someone just put in the chat, I guess we don't need to be perfect. It's impossible to be perfect in real estate. It's impossible. It doesn't matter who it is. We make mistakes all the time. We're 25,000 too high with this, with that. We've got to renegotiate because the situation is different. Every house is different. Okay. The condition is different. So it's impossible, okay, to get it right. So stop worrying about getting it right because there is no right. That's, that's, that's the key. It's down to opinions. It's down to opinions with your buyers as well, right? Why is it when we move a deal that one buyer wants to pay us 5,000 under what we're asking and one buyer is going to give us our asking price and one buyer might give us 10,000 more? What? Why is that? I don't know why that is because whatever they're trying to do with the property, that's on them. So don't try and think for them. Just get in the habit of actually doing because when you're doing, you will be successful. But a lot of you don't get out the gate. Again, fear, wanting to know everything, trying to get it perfect. It isn't going to happen. So let's just give it a go. Worst case is you renegotiate. Worst case is you can drop the contract, say that, sorry, I got my numbers wrong. Blame it on the repairs, which again, we're going to come into later. One, a couple more things here. You need to have systems to do all of this, but we don't want you guys to get overwhelmed with that. There, there's, there's three keys to success in this business. Three keys to success in this business. And you ready for write this down? Marketing, automation, and delegation. Oh, who, come on, Stanley, the man, or type that in. He already knew in the chat what it was. <laughs> you heard me, t- if you've heard me on any podcast or videos, it's the three things. Write that down. The three keys to success in this business, marketing, automation, delegation. And we're going to be going through later on at the end, a diagram. I'm going to show you three circles and how those all fit together. And we're going to ask you to grade yourselves where you are. And each of those three things have different components to them. And if you have two without the other, you're going to be missing something. If you have one without the other two, you you know, you're going to be really struggling. We're going to show you where your sweet spot is and how to get there, having those three pieces in place. Number one is marketing. We're going to talk a lot about this today. The second is automation. That's about systems. Okay. And we're going to talk about delegation. Some of you talked about your accents and you're, 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 you're struggling with like, how oh, people understand me, what I'm saying here, you know, but with delegation, you don't have to worry about that. Okay. Marketing, automation, and delegation, write that stuff down. We're going to be spending the, a lot of time today talking about those three, those three things. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. We want you guys to, we want to encourage you as we talk about this stuff, we're going to try to keep it super, super simple. You don't think that you have to be the expert, the technical guy that a gal that knows how to do everything. You don't have to know how to do it before you do it. And that sounds a little contradictory here. We're going to, you know, I, I use a lot of CRMs and technology and I talk, I fly through spreadsheets really fast in my videos and I lose most everybody. But here's the thing. You don't have to be the lease option expert. You don't have to be the CRM database technical expert. Okay. You don't need that stuff. You can do deals with pen and paper. That's how I got started. Pen and paper. You can get a VA or one of your kids to be the person that updates the CRM for you or who types up the offers and sends them out. You do not have to be the expert that does it all. 
So we're talking about marketing. We're going to help you come up with a marketing plan, talking about automation, simple systems, and whatever you can't automate, you delegate. And we're going to talk about this later too. Sometimes the best automation is a good virtual assistant. So we think we have to have all these systems and spend all these hundreds of dollars a month for these fancy things. No, sometimes the best automation is a good virtual assistant. We're going to be talking about that. Don't get mad, get mad. Marketing automation and delegation. Thank you, Cornelius. That's awesome. Okay. There's a sentence here we want you to write down. I hereby commit. You see this in the workbook here. Okay. We want you to fill in the blanks. I hereby commit to doing certain number of deals in the next 12 months with each deal making the minimum profit of for a total profit of for the year. And the reason why we want you to write this down, some of you are already doing this. This is awesome. Stanley says, I hereby commit to doing 30 to six, 36 to 60 deals in the next 12 months. Now, Stanley's already doing deals, okay? With each deal making the minimum profit of five grand for a total profit of 180 to $300,000 for the year. Awesome. Chad, I'm hereby committing to do 24 deals in the next 12 months with each deal making a minimum profit of five grand for a total of 120 grand for the year. Beautiful. Now, this can be wholesale deal, lease option, doesn't matter. We want you to write this down. Sherry, you get the workbook by going to joemccall.com slash workbook, joemccall.com slash workbook. We want you to guys to write this down because we want to hold you accountable to this. This is all about accountability, okay? And if you don't write down your goals, you're not gonna get them. It's like, if you shoot at nothing, how does that phrase go? If you aim at nothing, you're, you're, you're gonna hit it. Does that make sense? <laughs> I know yeah. I messed it up. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> if you aim at nothing, you're gonna hit it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that does make sense. That it sounds does. pretty good. That's yeah, deep. Yeah. Bam, drop the mic. Okay, so- <laughs> This is important for you guys to write this down. If I hereby commit to doing a certain number of deals, a lot of you guys are saying 12 deals, one deal a month, 24 deals. Good, type this in guys, because writing this down, typing it in the chat, there's something, I don't want to say spiritual, but like there's something powerful about that. Writing it down, putting pen to paper, because now you have something to be held accountable for. Don't let that freak you out, because this is going to be exciting, okay? It could be as simple as I hereby commit to doing 12 deals, over the next 12 months, six deals over the next 12 months with a deal making a minimum profit. And this could be maybe the front end profit of $5,000, okay? 60 grand, total profit of 60 grand for the year. How much, how, how many of you would that make a difference for? 60 grand a year. That would replace most people's income, okay? Yeah. But write this down because this is what we want to hold you accountable for, okay? As we go through the day, um, and, and if it's not us holding you accountable, it's, it's again, it's somebody, it's another friend, it's a local, another local investor. Stick this on your wall. Type it down, write it down, put it on your computer, put it on your forehead. Like, th- this is what you are shooting for. This is what we're aiming for, okay? All right, now, listen, let's do this. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Thank you. That's Zig Ziglar. Thank you, Dana. That, I was close. But Zig Ziglar is a man. He's probably got it right. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Beautiful. Good. Okay, thanks, Dana. We're going to be going through time when we're answering questions. A lot of you guys are typing in questions here in the Zoom chat. And uh, we're going to be taking little breaks here and there, uh, answering these questions. And Dana and Lauren are kind of tracking those questions for us on a separate spreadsheet. So that's going to be awesome and helpful. What have been some of the key takeaways for you guys so far? Write them down in the chat. What have been some of the key takeaways for you? What are some of your biggest takeaways right now from this? Oh man, we got a lot of comments in here. Make offers, focus on revenue generating activities, take action. How simple it can be to just do one deal a month. Nice, Candace. You got it. It's, it's so easy. I'm not alone if my, if my failure to take massive action. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are afraid of that. You're not alone. Boom. Somebody's biggest takeaway was this. Just make offers from Redfin. At the end of the day, if you're not done... <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great takeaway. Your income is directly proportional to the number of offers that you make. Yeah. Make three offers a day. Show up, do the work. Don't be afraid to fail. Make offers. Get back on the horse. Doing nothing for nothing brings nothing. Have goals. You don't have to be perfect. Action. Take action. One deal a month is life-changing. Yes. Make offers. It's okay to make mistakes. Draw a line and start. Doing anything is better than doing nothing. Ooh, that's good. Cool, cool, cool. Make offers. Marketing automation and delegation. I can do this. Oh my gosh. This Taking action. Failing forward. Love it. Send offers to agents. Like if you just had to like at the end of the day, make three offers, just send an offer to an agent. It doesn't have to be, even be a contract. It can be an email. It can be a text. Hey, I saw that, that, that property you have on Main Street. It looks like a nice house. I'm surprised it hasn't sold yet. You know, it's been on the market 90 days. Um, is, it, is, it, is your client negotiable? Would they accept something in this price range or... Would they maybe accept something like owner financing if I can get them that price? You will miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. If you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. Awesome. It's okay to make stupid offers. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. 
Okay. Now you don't have to write this down for us guys in the chat, but write down three main action items. We want you guys to write down in the workbook, three main things that you're going to do from this. This is a little section. What are your three main action items? And next we're going to be talking about finding your next wholesaling or lease options deal. When somebody's asking, when you say making offers, do you mean with a number, uh, either a number or a range, right? That's an offer from in my book. Talking about finding your next deal. Where is it at? We want to do one deal a month. It's not that hard, but where are they? So the big thing we want you to understand is the big goal is to be a deal finder. Write this down, not a deal creator. The big goal is to be a deal finder, not a deal creator. Because this is important, guys. Write this one down too. It's part of the workbook, part of the workbook. You can only do deals with blank sellers, motivated sellers, okay? You can only do deals with motivated sellers. We want you guys to be deal finders, not deal creators. Because so many times we see people get frustrated with like, you know, the seller calls and they, you know, they talk to the seller and the seller is open to maybe doing owner financing or lease options, but they want like $50,000 down and the property is worth 200,000 and they're willing to sell it for 180. And you become the investor, become the motivated buyer. You're like, oh yes, I got a seller. I got a deal. And you try to make it work. And we, you know, 80% of our questions that come to us are like, how do I make this deal work? You can't. What you do is you just make the offer, move on and follow up. This is why follow-up is so, so critical. One time Gavin and I looked at the past previous 12 months and looked at how many deals we did, 58 deals in that 12 months. And we looked at, of those 58 deals, how many of them came from the first phone call? I want you guys to write this down in the chat. Of those 58 deals that we did, how many of those deals came from the first phone call? Those of you that are answering I've heard us say this before. <laughs> a lot. Some of you are getting it way wrong. 10, 20, 0, 20%, none, five, all over the board. One. Okay, cool. Four. The answer was four. Four yeah. of those 58 deals came from follow-up. So Gavin, talk about that for a minute. Because if we would have not done any follow-up, we would have only done four deals that year, right? 100%. And, and that's what people miss, right? When I say 93%, I think that's what it is. 93% of the deals that we do come from follow-up. That's what it is, right? I wish it wasn't. I wish it was easy. I wish it was 50-50, right? Uh, but the reality is that, that it isn't. So why is it that you guys feel that you should be closing a deal on the first phone call because the, the seller wasn't motivated? Because it's a numbers game, right? We had to make a ton of offers. We talked to a lot of people. We had a lot of leads that came in, right? And we're just talking about the ones that actually closed. And we're still following up with people from, from two years ago, right? Because... No means not now. If you change your thought process, this is a process that you need to put in place, okay, where I call it shadowing the lead. What you do is you engage with the seller, you build rapport, and you're going to then go and make your offer. Now, regardless if they think your offer is ridiculous, it's stupid, no chance, whatever, that is fine. I'm okay with that. The question that you need to ask yourself is the next time that we talk, has anything changed? Now, I'm not saying the next time you talk, it's a deal, but has anything changed? Have they gone from being super aggressive and to the point to a little softer now? They still want to sell, but things are a little softer. Okay, that means you're moving in the right direction. For example, the seller says to you, that's ridiculous. This is going to sell. This will sell within a week. No problem. Okay, Mr. Seller, it looks like a great house. I'm sure it will. Super nice house. Well, look, do you mind if I follow up with you in a couple of weeks just to see how things are going? I'm sure you're going to tell me it's sold. How does that sound? Right? Done. I'm off the phone. We've built rapport. We're not getting anywhere. Two weeks later, his house is still available. Right? Now he's gone from this will sell. This is it. This is what's happening. Now has he softened? So now if the conversation says, oh, hey, Joe, this is Gavin. Uh, just checking back in. I know you had that, that property you were trying to sell. I'm sure it's sold by now, right? Oh, no, actually, it hasn't. Oh, it hasn't? I mean, he seems super confident. I'm surprised it's not sold. Well, I'm me. Um, yeah, I think it will sell. And I thought they were moving a lot faster than they have. Now, it's not a deal, right? But you see the difference in the in the transition of this and where we're heading. So what's going to happen in another two weeks, okay, or another 30 days? The reality is that you're going to build this rapport with the seller. The reality will hit. His situation and his thought process has changed, and you're there to get the deal. And that's what you're trying to do when you actually shatter these because you cannot do a deal with a non-motivated seller. It doesn't matter how ugly the house is, whether it's been set on fire. That 
that doesn't matter. You're looking for people, not properties. People have properties that they are going to sell to you, do a lease option, own a finance deal to you. doesn't matter the, what the property is doing. It's all about the owner and what they're doing. And that is what you need to shadow. So you're looking for motivated sellers that have properties, that have problems that you're going to solve to get deals done. So you can only do deals with motivated sellers. So why is that important? Because most 90% of the sellers are not going to be motivated now. Yeah. And if you're just in this for the short haul, if you're not in this for the long haul, if you're not in this for three to six, 12 months, you're going to get discouraged because you're like, man, I'm making offers. I'm doing a lot of marketing and they all say no, or only a few have said yes and whatever. But like, you're going to get discouraged. But if you understand that a lot of times sellers, no means not yet. They're not, write that one down. It's important to understand. No means not yet. Yeah. They may not want to sell house their house now. And guess what, guys? Sellers are liars or buyers are liars, whatever it's like. But most people are not going to just come out on that first call and say, yeah, I'm desperate. I'm motivated. I got to sell my house yesterday and I'm going to, you know, whatever. They're just, they're going to hide. They don't know who you are from Adam. We just did a lease option deal in a small little town of 480 people in Nebraska. Okay. 480 people. Talk to the sellers for sale by owner. Nah, I don't need to sell it right away. I got plenty of time. You know, he had it for sale, but I, we thought we were asking him too much. We said, well, you know, you should probably list it with a realtor. Okay. We had no idea what was going on. Find out a couple of days later, because we were following up with him, maybe a week or two. He's going to jail in three weeks. Okay. And his wife's moving out to go to Iowa with her family. All of a sudden we thought this guy wasn't motivated, but because we followed up with him, found out he was very motivated. All those realtors told him you have to fix this and do this and change that and get rid of that and clean all of this. And then it'll take us a few months to sell it probably because your price is a little aggressive. And you realize, no, I couldn't do that. So sellers are very, very good at hiding their motivation. That's why the follow-up is so important. So you can only do deals with motivated sellers. Now, we just don't, we want you guys to know this so you're not getting discouraged. And with accountability in place, right? We can help you and remind you of this stuff. You're, whoever's holding you accountable can say, all right, listen, all right, it's okay. You got your numbers here. Make sure you're doing this stuff every day, making sure it offers. Now, we're going to talk about doing deals virtually here because should you do deals in your own local market or do them in other states? I've already seen comments here of people saying, well, you know, I can't do lease options in Texas and I need to do them. In you're right. You, you can't do sandwich lease options in Texas, but you can do lease option assignments. Maybe you're in Illinois and it's hard to do wholesaling there, right? Maybe you're in California, New York, where it's an attorney state and California is a communist state. I'm just kidding. I got to keep politics out of this, but it's hard to do deals in California because of the fires and because of the high prices and the competition. And I was born in LA, raised in San Diego, lived in San Francisco. Like I'm very familiar with California, but like it's hard to do deals there. Okay. Maybe you're in Nashville and it's real expensive and crazy in Denver, but like you can do deals guys in any market in the United States. Should you do deals in your own backyard first? Maybe if you can try, give it a shot, but you have the entire United States open behind you. And with technology today, with the simple marketing that you can start doing for free, you've got the entire US open. And you may be listening to this from, from uh, England. We had somebody here from England earlier, right? But so you can do deals in the US from here. And we're also doing vacant land deals. I just did a vacant land deal in North Carolina. We made a $23,000 profit. We bought it for 10, sold it for 33,000. And I've never been there. We hired somebody to go take pictures. We hired a local title company to do the closing. Um, we talked, we called some realtors and, and um, we thought about listing it with an agent, but we decided not to. So here's the thing. What kind of markets do you go after? How do you pick them? Well, there's a hundred answers to that, but you, you, do you have any, you might be in Texas. Maybe you just want to go into Oklahoma. Maybe what's the next state over that Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, one of those, right? Yeah. New Mexico, maybe you're in Florida. You can go into Georgia, South Carolina. Maybe you're in, in the Missouri. You can go look at all the different states around you up there. But maybe you have some family in Indiana, okay? Maybe you used to live in another market. You can look at those markets, okay? You have the entire U.S. open behind you. And we want to encourage you with one more thing here, small towns. Small towns. Is it a good idea to target small towns? Write this down. Big capital letters. Bold. Yes. This is how you spell yes. Y-E-S. Is it a good idea to do deals in small towns? It may be backwards. Yes. And guys, I want to tell you something. Small towns are where it's at. It's so much easier to do deals in small towns. What size small towns? Renee, I just did a lease option deal in a small town of 480 people. Okay. So that may freak some of you out, yeah. but it's not that big of a deal. It's actually easier to do deals in small towns. Okay. We just, we just do them all the time. And I have friends that are doing deals in small towns 
and you can like how I know you guys are thinking. Well, what about the buyers? What if I can't find a buyers? Who am I going to get to look at the property? What if it needs too much work? What if I overpaid or overmade my offer too high? The way we do, and we'll show you how to do this with our contracts, is you can you have a contingency. You can you don't have to close on the deal if you can't find a buyer. But you can find local boots on the ground. Let me tell you something, guys. There are tons of money, mattress money in these small towns, right? And there's a lot of people looking for properties that to live in these small towns and there's no inventory, especially inventory where you can offer it with owner financing and lease options. Guys, that lease option deal we did in, North, in Nebraska, we found a tenant buyer before we even finished signing the contracts with the seller. Like we're selling these deals lightning fast. You can get local realtors and build their commissions into your price to find buyers for you. You can go to TaskRabbit, Craigslist, Facebook, and find people to take pictures. Facebook Marketplace, find people to take pictures and, and, and inspect properties for you. You can do mobile notaries in these small towns. There's services that we use. You can hire someone to go drive 30 minutes to meet the seller to get the contract signed. Not that it has to be notarized, but you know maybe they don't have access to a computer and and fax machines or who uses fax machines anymore. But like, they don't know how to sign this contract that you just emailed to them. A lot of people don't even have printers anymore, Gavin. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Who needs printers? So like, how do you get these things signed? Well, you can hire mobile notaries to go there. You can find somebody. So we teach that to our students. But I'm telling you guys, we go look is another good resource from Mike. Um, Craigslist is just a great place. But you can hire people locally in those markets to put out the signs, to take the pictures. And when you do like, guys, this is why I love, this is the biggest reason why I love small towns. No competition. No competition. Ed, it's TaskRabbit. T-A-S-K. There's no competition. Guys, you're worried about like competition and and, and going to sellers that have a huge stack of postcards on their desk. You know, guys, when you start sending letters or marketing or postcards or Facebook ads or whatever you're going to do to these small towns, you may be the only call, the only letter they've ever received. And you can still get data. You can still find all of the uh, homeowners with tons of equity, the absentee owners, the vacants, the ones with liens and judgments and all these motivated seller lists, you can still find those just as easily in the small towns. Okay. So is it a good idea to target small towns? Can you do deals from Europe? Yes. I don't know if you can do deals in Europe, but yes, you can. If there's a motivated seller, you certainly can. So is it a good idea to do deals in small towns? Write down Y-E-S. And if you want to say, I'm not going to be afraid of doing small deals in small towns. Okay. Now we want you guys real quick. We doesn't have to be, we want you to pick two or three main markets. Okay. Write them down. You don't have to give them to us. You can, if you want, but write them down in your workbook. And we're do, we're forcing you to do this right now. So you don't overanalyze it and, and overthink it. You get, you start getting into your head and like, oh my gosh, what do I need to do? Just write down three, two to three markets that you're going to go into. Good. Someone, there you go. Tulsa, Oklahoma city, Nashville, bam. Indy, Nashville, OKC. Is that two different people <laughs> typed in almost the same cities except one? Yeah. Are you one doing thing, deals, um, small towns in close proximities to bigger areas? Yeah. So like, for example, I'm in St. Louis. I would look at the entire state of Missouri. That's what I would do. I have, we have a student, um, Phil, Phil Marsh. I've interviewed him on my podcast. The guy's amazing. He's crushing it in Springfield, Illinois. I think there's 20,000 20, people in Springfield, Illinois. I did a course called Small Town Profits with Larry Goins. He lives in Charlotte and he intentionally ignores the big MSA of Charlotte. A lot of hedge funds, big companies are in there buying houses, like all the Z buyers and, and uh, home offers, offer pads. But he intentionally goes out two or three counties and is getting triple the response rate on his direct mail. Okay. And sellers are just friendlier. They're nicer in these small towns and they're still, he's still selling them very, very quickly. Yeah. That being said though, we don't want to be pushing you if you are in a competitive market. That doesn't mean you can't do deals, right? You probably have to be sharper. You have to have better follow-up. You need to be on top of your game more in the competitive markets because again, we're trying to eliminate everybody, right? In the right way. That's what we focus on our team is how can we be the best at what we do because deals then will come our way, especially in the follow-up game. Why do they want to deal do a deal with me rather than these other people in the market? And that's not us putting them down. It's just doing the going through the process uh, until, again, building that rapport until it's ready to be a deal. The motivation change. Here you come in, you pick up the deal. And that's how you're then going to be churning them out as the months go down the line. On average for us in, in Alabama, for instance, three to four months. Okay, on average, it took us six months to do the first deal in, in Maui. Okay, competitive market Maui because it's a process. I don't go into Maui trying to get a result in 30 days. No, we have 
to set it up. We get it in follow-up. We shatter the lead until it becomes a deal. And then they become obviously big because you've got to start thinking. We've talked a lot about $5,000 deals. We need to start thinking bigger as well, right? 5,000 is a start. A lot of you here that have got bigger goals or whatever you're trying to do, don't limit yourself to that either right? Yes, you can go and do $30,000, $40,000 deals. We're going to be talking with that. I know we've got uh, two of our guys on Chris White and Chris Arnold in a minute about this exact thing. So we're going to drag them over here in, in a second to kind of build on that when we're looking at you know bigger deals and thinking bigger. Yeah, good. So the reason why I want you to pick two or three markets is because you can start rotating through them. Right? And we're going to help you come up with a marketing plan in a minute, but you can just say, all right, this week, I'm going to go after this area or this, these counties or this state. Next week, I'm going to go after these. And we're going to be showing you different marketing that you can do. But yeah, so don't be afraid of the small towns. If you're in a big city, start thinking, all right, what are two or three counties outside of the big MSA that I can go after that still have, it doesn't matter, 500, 1,000 people, 200,000 people. That's, uh, you got to have that written down. And don't overthink this. Don't overanalyze it. As you start doing this, you realize, okay, that's not a good area. This is a great area. I'm going to focus more yeah. on this, okay? And you'll start figuring out. If you spend more than you know, 20, 30 minutes researching this, it's way too much time. We're just, it's just massive, massive imperfect action. 